For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Interested in starting your own podcast? Then Anchor is the right platform for you. When it comes to creating a podcast and editing and producing, Anchor has all the necessary tools for you to have a top-notch product. Anchor also distributes to your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They even give you the opportunity to make money like we are right now just by having them as a sponsor. The best part? It's completely free to download and use. Download Anchor in the App Store or on Google Play and get your podcast started today. Welcome to the Say Hey Podcast, the San Francisco Giants podcast for the casual fan. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Say Hey Doug and Robbie on Twitter at Say Hey Rob. Also, don't forget on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed and following on those so you get updates whenever a new episode is out, like this one will be tonight. Rob, how's it going? Oh, man. I mean, outside of our... uh... San Francisco Giants. Life is good right now. I mean, it's hot, but you know what? We all have our health for the most part. And, you know, there's silver linings wherever you look. And lately, I'm just trying to find the silver linings. Like, there's a lot of sports on. The NBA playoffs started today. There's some good stuff going on. And I don't know. I'm just trying to dance around our uh, our Giants right now. But trying to avoid it as long as I can. But I know that's Bob, why we're here. That's why we're I, here. I want to know why you put in the weather into the, the good category there because it's been averaging about 104 the last three or four well, days. And the next good. three or four days and beyond, it's going to be the same. So It's not good, but we're all still alive right now. And, you know, <laughs> we, we are kicking. And I know people with pools. So it's, True. you know, there, there's positives wherever you look, no matter how bad it might really be is what I'm saying. I hate the heat. So I'm dying right now. And, and I've had to, because of what's going on, I've had to kind of change my job duties at work. So I've been outside mm-hmm. a lot. So, you know, I'm pretty tired and um, dead when I get home. Uh, this weather's killing me, man. It's killing me. Yeah. See that that's the only good thing about, you know, being a sales rep is you go in a lot of different stores and you're, you're the AC, inside that AC. Yeah. AC's blasting all, all day, but yeah, like I, I, I gotta imagine. Yeah, yeah, being being out there right now has got to be the, uh, the shits. Yeah, it's not fun. Um, and speaking of not fun, um, our our San Francisco Giants. So we're what we're gonna do usually, you know, our through our this is our sixth episode already. I believe is that correct? Yes, sixth episode. Um, we usually you know recap the previous series that just happened, preview what's uh, starting either you know the current day or the next day. Um, but we're going to do a little something different. Uh, and, and before we get into anything, 
obviously the Giants just lost two or three in Houston. Uh, we, we took a couple of days off. Robbie and I had some uh, busy schedules, so we weren't really able to recap the Astros series. Uh, Giants lost two or three in Houston, then came back home and uh, got swept by their uh, glorious rivals from across the Bay, the Oakland A's. Um, should have won two, at least. The first two, the Giants had. Bullpen, not so great. And then yesterday, uh, lost by 12 runs, 15 to three. Rob, any thoughts on that three-game uh, horror shit show over the weekend? Well, before we get going on that, I got to ask you a simple question. Would you rather get blown out or would you rather lose by one run in the ninth? You know, I'm glad you brought that up because, and in case you're new to this, uh, Rob and I have been friends since uh, kindergarten. So uh, we know a lot about each other. And I think we share the same sentiment of, um, I'd rather get blown out of the water <laughs> than uh, blow a five-run lead and a, what was the other one, a four-run lead in yeah. the last inning, especially one where uh, there's two outs and two strikes and you give up a game-tying three-run homer. Hard so, to yeah, do. Hard to do. Much rather get blown out. I've always felt that. Any sport. Any sport. Basketball, yep. beat, get beat by 30 rather than, you know, you're up 30 and then, you know, lose it the last minute or whatever. Right, right. right. Um, yeah, I absolutely feel that way. But, yeah, I mean, tough weekend all, all around. But, you know, we're going to get into this later. I think we all kind of have to look – at the season, the way we saw it before it got going is this is on paper. This is an awful baseball team. And sometimes you got to meet them halfway. Like when awful things happen, you have to remind yourself of that. I mean, I know we love to get disappointed because, Hey, and you know what? It's going to sound crazy, but it's good that we're feeling disappointed because that means we're at least somewhat invested in these games still at this point. I mean, we're over a third of the way in now. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact that we're bummed when they blow games is, you know, they must be keeping our attention in some capacity, but yeah, they're, they're awful though. We know that. And we got to remember that. I'll say this. I'm sure the majority of, of, Giants fans feel this way the expectations going into the season it could have been a regular season with 162 they were low thank god Um, it's not (laughs) yeah but you know going into even after uh losing three of four in Colorado and losing two of three in Houston you know going into Friday um when the Giants were starting a series against the A's I was still I personally still felt that these guys are like doing even a little bit better than what I was expecting, mm-hmm. um, especially the lineup. And yeah. we'll get we'll the, we'll get into it in a minute. But um, yeah, I mean, th- they should have won two or three. They could easily be what are they eight and fifteen right now? They could be ten and thirteen easy right now. And if you were to tell me they'd be ten and thirteen after twenty three games, I'd have been like, I'll take it. Because I said no way. Yeah, and well, now they're eight and fifteen. I'd be like, yeah, I that's, still would have said no way. Uh, probably right about six, seven, eight wins through six, you know twenty three games for me. Six. Yeah, so pretty close that on that that we agree with. But um, anyways, the the main point of our episode, what we're gonna do is is called our and I'm doing quotes here on the camera, the state of the union. Okay, and we felt like it was time to kind of look at the Giants organization from top to bottom. Um, and 
really go into what's going on roster wise, managerial wise, front office wise. And uh, because we've been seeing a lot of criticism, especially regarding um, Gabe Kapler and Farhan on Twitter. And we kind of wanted to give our point of view on that. And, and also after that, we're going to go in on the roster and kind of talk about possible, you know, not specific moves or anything, but how we, what we feel the Giants should do um, with their current guys and moving forward for the rest of this year, this year and beyond. So before we get going, Rob, any, any thoughts on that? Well, I think the thing that we can look at right now, you know, going coming into the year with not really much, much of a spring training, I guess we, we should, we should say, you know, they're, they're hitting the ball exceptionally well with just kind of dudes on one year, one year deals, you know, you got your Wilmer Flores of the world and mm-hmm. Darren Roth and guys like that. And Alex Dickerson, you know, Yaz. I mean, these guys, <coughs> I hate to break it to people, but most of those guys right there, I mean, they are part of the future. So there's really, there's not, there's not a big reason to get too excited or too up in arms about anything that they do. That's just the way it is. And coming in, in into the year, you know, I think we all understood that, that this team is going to be bad. It, you know, get, you know, Gabe Kapler pretty much has, I mean, I was giving him a free pass on the whole year coming in because there's just no way. It's I a weird like, year. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with what, even before all the COVID-19 stuff and all that, even before that, I mean, talk about a roster of just holes and guys. Okay. Well, we got to put out a team. So, okay, here we go. Like I said, guys like rough, who's been over in Asia the last couple of years and Flores who hurt himself playing for the Mets a couple years ago, never really recovered. And Yaz, who's a, who's a barely younger than me, you know, journeyman who's trying to turn the cover off the ball and credit and credit to him. But you got your, you got your belts and your Pablo Sandoval's and Crawford's and Johnny Cueto's and Samarja's. And basically those guys are going to hold down this franchise for a while. That's just how it's going to be because there's nothing they can do with them, you know, except for a guy like Pence. Like I don't, we can get into that later. Like he shouldn't be here, but guys like Crawford and belt, like those are guys and Samarja, you know, they are anchors to this team and, and taking up so much payroll. And if you're a guy like Kapler coming into a new team, you know, that going in and what, what are you, how you approach that? I'll, I'll, I'll have no idea knowing that, okay, I have to play these guys. Ownership's on me. They are taking up a big chunk of our salary, you know? So you got to keep Gabe Kapler right now. I guess I'll start at Kapler before we get too far on. Yeah, you got you you got to keep Kapler's you know results this this year in perspective because pretty much you know people are getting on his uh, you know usage of the bullpen for obvious reasons after last weekend. You know he went back to Trevor got on Saturday after he coughed up of. I mean that was a monumental meltdown. Let's be. Friday was not was not a safe situation too. No, no, it was it, it it wasn't, and he kept him out there and shit hit the fan and then. 
the following night, it was almost like a little vote of confidence to him. Like, hey, you know, get back out there and write the ship. And it didn't happen. <laughs> but once, once he started getting hit around a bit, you know, everybody on, on, on the Twitter sphere out there starts asking, well, why, why did you take him out? You, you know, why don't you go to somebody else? At that point, especially Saturday, Tony Watson had already pitched. Who do you go to? In in yeah. that in that position, like the whole entire bullpen, I don't think they spent a dime on the bullpen coming in, into the year. You had Watson, who I believe was already under contract, and Gott, who was on the team last year and had some club control. The entire bullpen right now, and we talk about every episode how they don't have roles. This is basically the River Cats bullpen from last year, and they just said, "Fuck it, we're moving them up." You know, there's. We don't have the money to toss around it at anybody else because it's anchored down by the players we talked about a minute ago. So you just can't you can't ha- hammer him right now for these late game meltdowns because really there is no answer. There's no right answer. Like he can do shit. Sometimes it's going to work. Sometimes it's not because these guys don't have roles. And you know, as as much as we like to believe that we are. In the, in the moment, we're not experts. We don't know how how fucking good Wani Peralta is, <laughs> and Caleb Berger, and Rico Garcia, and Derek. Well, we know how, how bad Derek Rodriguez is, but yeah, like there's just not much we can really go off of, and not much to judge him on. And I think we have to keep that in perspective, even though it's hard in the moment. Well, I I wanted to preface this, and that's that's fine. We could the order, whatever we can, we can yeah, cap sorry. Uh, no, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> um, I just want to remind if you're, if you're new or whether you've been listening, we are not experts. We are just fans. Like most of you are. Um, we've just been following this team for well over 20 years now. Um, and so these are literally just opinions of ours and we're very opinionated. If you follow us on Twitter, you know that um, my thing on cap bar, I think I'm in the same boat with you. Um, Ultimately, yes, he, he gets a pass for this year. There's no way, and, and we see it nightly. They need to fire Kapler, blah, blah, blah. I've even seen people saying, imagine if Bochi was here. Well, guess what? Bochi with kind of the same roster the last couple of years, how did that go? Not, Not very good. good. It didn't matter. Um, so, you know, I would blame largely the – problems like you said for this team at least thus far and it's probably going to continue for the next 37 games um on the roster the roster sucks and so it's kind of like we were talking beforehand you could almost argue that they've before this last series against the A's that they were almost overachieving Mm -hmm. and so um you know and we've mentioned it before I think Kapler's adjustments in the offensive side with the lineup um, he's made moves. The offense has been fine. It's been fine. It's Against been, lefties. Y- yes. But I'm, I'm speaking from an overall perspective. They've done right. enough, right. Um, especially with, with what they have. Now, regarding the starting pitching, um, up and down, but not horrible. Uh, you know, you, got, you get guys like Kevin Gosman coming in on a one-year deal, and for the most part, he's been pretty good. Johnny Cueto's been – I would say on the on the better side of pretty good than you know Samarja not good gets hurt Smiley gets hurt was looking okay before that so right he's kind of having to figure things out 
on the fly like everybody else's, but also uh, then it gets down to the bullpen. And obviously this is, this is the kryptonite of this team. They've been, they've been bad. And, you know, we, we, we were pretty optimistic uh, last week. You know, we thought, Hey, Trevor Gotts look good. Maybe this is our closer for the next couple of years, at least. But he was like five out of five at that point, right? I mean, that's not, a, that's not a big sample. It's True. Just... And then, you know, he's, he's getting used to safe situations. Friday sure. he gets brought in, not a safe situation, blows the lead. Kapler goes back to him the next night on Saturday. You know, safe is, situation. Gets, isn't, it, isn't it amazing, though, how – because we watch baseball forever. When you bring closers – okay, with God, I'm going to say closer. Yeah. Closers into situations where it's not a safe situation – it's amazing how much different they look. And then it's all what, right here oh, in the head, man. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I'm yeah. talking the greats, you know, the, the Rob Nens, the Mario Rivera's, you know, guys like that, Trevor Hoffman. Like yeah. if you, if you look over the years, you know, it obviously didn't happen that much, but I, you know, I could always see it. It's like, man, Araldus Chapman, that's another one, right? Mm-hmm. Right now they bring him in just to get some work. Cause the Yankees be killing people sometimes. And now yeah, he looks like shit. Craig Kimball too. I'll over, tell you what. Over the I, years, I, I am by I am by any means not comparing anything, but because yeah, I I was a very average baseball player, probably below average come high school. But I pitched a lot late in games, and Robbie and I were on the same high school team. Um, I pitched late in games when when someone retired. I would say I was like maybe a part of the closing committee. I would say you were, and um, you know when when you come in and it's a one or two run game, uh. Dude, you're locked in. Your adrenaline's running. You're excited. Mm-hmm. You may throw one or two miles an hour harder than you usually do, which for me was probably 73, 74 back then. <laughs> but, but my point is, and then say Friday, for instance, you bring a Trevor God in in a non-save op, um, you know, the, it's not there. It's, it's, it's not like, – It wasn't pumping. You know it wasn't. No, and it's like, oh, I got a five-run lead. You know, And that – yes, that's on him. It's on him, but – He's out there doing um, it you know, it's, it's, it's just difficult. And, and to bring it back so we stay on topic, um, has Kapler made some questionable pitching decisions? Absolutely. You can't deny that. He's, he's pulled Cueto early, what, twice so far this oh, year? Oh, yeah. Cueto's been we haven't gotten to that yet. We haven't even gotten there yet. Yeah. And then, obviously, um, was it the last start with Gosman? Um, yeah, in L.A. Like eight, he was in L.A. Like 80 pitches. He had thrown um, – he, his last pitch hit 99 on the gun, I think, or 98, 99. Yeah, he gave up like two hits or something like that. Had like eight pulled strikeouts. Him, yeah. yeah. Pulled him, shit unravels after that. So it's, you know, I, I'll say this. He needs he needs some serious, um, you know, work and, and knowledge on how to handle the rotation. But we have to factor into, A, like you've said, it's not, it's not a great roster, especially with the Who pitching. they got, yeah. Exactly. And B – this year, you kind of just got to just let it happen. and Got to eat it. I'll tell you what. If, if it happens next year, and I'm hoping there's some other new names on this roster, and it happens again, and he's struggling with the rotation, then, yeah, then, then it's maybe a little time you say, hey, we might want to go in a different direction with this. But right. ultimately, Robbie and I are saying back off of Kapler at least for the rest of this year. And, and the other thing is, too, and – you know, this isn't just for Kapler. I mean, this is for all the managers out there right now. You know, the the three batter rule. You know, I mean, that's 
that's a that's a huge adjustment right now. I wanted to get into that. Thank you for bringing that well, up. Sure, yeah, that's that's a huge adjustment for every manager out there, and I don't think I've seen anybody yet, you know, look like okay, they they kind of know what they're doing here with this because I mean, it's you're kind of just shooting darts and hoping that okay, we need one out here, lefty versus lefty. He gets he gets this guy out. We don't have to bring him back out the next inning because if he ends the inning, he can be done. Oh, shit. Guy gets a hit. Now you got, you know, your soft-throwing crafty lefty pitching to Aaron Judge or something like that. You're and now, now, you're, now you're fucked, you know? No, it's huge um, because you have to factor in that now on top of a, a matchup decision. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have to also think of, you know, this, guy's ha- this guy has to face three batters. So he's, at, he's probably minimally throwing 10 to 15 pitches. Uh, did he throw the night before? You know, obviously we've ran into that issue with this. Rogers. This bullpen. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, which, by the way, he, he petrifies me whenever a lefty comes out just because of the, mm. the trajectory of the ball coming down. But anyways, mm-hmm. yeah, you have to absolutely factor in the, the three-batter role. All managers, there, there's nobody with proven experience on this role. Everybody is learning to deal with the bullpens on the fly. And – uh, with that new role and a lot of it has to do with hey do I have a good bullpen or not and so and the Giants just remember don't. that just remember that yeah so we're gonna move on to the general manager perspective which technically uh, for the Giants uh, Scott Harris is the general manager and uh, right. Farhan is the VP of operations but Farhan is kind of the uh, the master behind all the decisions, the mastermind behind all the decisions and transactions, trades, free agency, draft. Um, mm-hmm. So he gets a lot of the pub. Um, right. I'll I'll let you start off because you start off with Kapler. So I'll let you start off on your thoughts on Farhan, and then I'll kind of go into um, more of just not a ton, but a little bit of his history and kind of okay. bring in what he's done so far. For, so Rob, give us your thoughts on uh, Farhan at this point. Okay, well, again, you know, when Farhan got here, you know, he inherited a team of with awful contracts. Now we know it. You know, I didn't even, you know, just a few minutes ago, I didn't even mentor Buster Posey. I mean, that's another guy. Like, he's gonna be on the books through next year, and you know, we we love him and everything, of course. But but he's got a massive salary as well. And but Farhan knew all this when he got here, and I think. This coming into this year, I think this was the year we were going to really get to see, you know, what he was thinking for not, not really this year, but the next two years, like what he had planned. Like, you know, he, he had every intention of flipping guys like Gossman and Smiley for prospects at the deadline, you know, every intention to do it. He still might. I mean, not Smiley, of course, but, but that's when you, when you hear fans on, on Twitter, I'm calling out Twitter a lot tonight, but when they get mad over shit like, oh, you couldn't give Mass and Bumgarner this, but you rather go out and sign guys like Kevin Gossman and Drew Smiley and Hunter Pence and blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. Like, no, that, that, that Kevin Gossman, I mean, it might, it might happen because he looks, he's looked so good, but, and the situation's changed, but, you know, Kevin Gossman, like, he wasn't going to win us a world series. That was never the plan. You know, j- just like Drew Smiley, Drew Smiley's had more surgeries on his arm the last three years than almost anybody. 
but he came back last year, looked okay with Philadelphia, and Farhan said, no, we need a lefty because the Giants don't have any lefties, by the way. Mm-hmm. That start. I mean, the, so he, he filled a need. You know, now they're throwing out five righties in a row, and I think that's part of the problem as well right now. Doesn't help. It doesn't help. But, but yeah, so Smiley had a role for what they were doing this year, but no, like, he, he wasn't going to be some – some mainstay in this rotation moving forward. So, so people just gotta gotta how oh, like 76 76ers because they're on TV right now, but you gotta <laughs> yeah, kind of trust the process trust with the them process. A, a little bit. And yeah, even a guy like Hunter Pence that he went in and signed. Okay. You know, he sucks right now and he's never gonna be good again. But you know, the guy did hit 19 home runs last year, so they're probably thinking Okay, well, we'll just play him as lefties, and that's all he does. And he's making three million dollars. He's making no money. Yeah, and, and we're critical of him. Trust me. And, and him being in the lineup and taking away abs from young guys. But Pence is not at the top of our list of complaints. But at least, well, at least he's a guy that you know. You know, you could see what the plan was with him when they signed him. You know, at least I could, and you could. Yeah, yeah they're gonna sign him. Maybe he continues his, you know, his solid bat from last year and then they could trade him with somebody who might actually need a fourth outfielder going into the playoffs but again those scenarios have changed and i don't really know how the deadline's gonna work it's it's like at the end of august right it's august 31st okay right yeah so yeah like i i don't know how any of that's gonna work right now and then people keep calling for you know to start calling up prospects and stuff and i want to see him too but they're thinking, you know, guys like Farhan and Scott Harris, they, you can tell that they really take that, okay, if we wait it out, we're not going anywhere. We can wait it out and have them for six years starting next year of club control or five years instead of losing a year this year because we know we suck. And I know people want to see Bart and Ramos and Hunter Bishop and all these guys. And again, so do I. But you can, he's playing the long game. You know, you had the Phillies this, this last week called Alf Baum, who's a stud. You know, their number one pick from a couple years ago. Uh, the Tigers just today just called up Mize. Yeah. Casey Mize. And, I mean, honestly, I don't know what Detroit's doing. I never know what Detroit's doing. But, <laughs> but yeah, but, but you're seeing it. Oh, and, and the Cubs called up Nico Horner a couple weeks ago, their top pick from a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, you know, the Giants fans are calling for Bart and, and everything. And, me, and, you know, me too. I, I, I want to see him, but – He's just—they're playing the long game right now, and the long, long game. The long, long game, and you know, people forget—you know—how bad the Astros were for so long, and just stacked up all those picks, and now they have all these first rounders that make up their entire lineup. Mm-hmm. And really, it—it sucks. It sucks to go through it as a fan, but that's what they're—that's what they're approaching right now. And it, it's just—it's honestly—it's just unfortunate that you're not going to get three, four months of production of from guys like Smiley and Pence and Gosman because, you know, over that – and Cueto, for that matter, because I think he's on the list to get shipped out too. Don't quote me on that, but we'll, – We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. Because I do want to talk about that. But, yeah, like, it just sucks when you make those one-year deal signings. and Like, Wilmer Flores, too, I'll throw him in there, and Donovan Solano. These guys who are up there who have been around a while, like, these are all guys that are meant – to bring in more more pieces that's why they're here and it's just going to be tougher to do this year with such a small 
you know, window of, uh, of production instead of the April, May, June, July that we would have got before. So now, I mean, good luck being a GM at this trade deadline coming up because I don't know how that's going to work. Nobody Maybe does. you do. It's unique. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, un- unprecedented. It is. Um, I, I will start off by saying this. Um, if you've followed me on Twitter, I am a huge Farhan apologist, um, you know, like, like Robbie is. Nothing and, to apologize for yet. <laughs> exactly. That's true. But um, when, I think of, when I think of Farhan, I, th- I think of, like you said, long play. He's thinking big picture. His, his resume says that herself. He started off in the A's organization, um, you know, back when and kind of learned under Billy Bean, the whole money ball thing. He loves the whole money ball scheme. Um, and then when he got to L.A., it, it kind of really showed. Hit, like, he knew what he was doing. The, the L.A., you can argue, has been the best overall talented team going on six, seven years now. He had a little money to work with, too. Had money, exactly. After, after they threw the McCourts out. And, got rid of those and contracts. correct. And the Giants, you know, they're not as flexible yet as the Dodgers were. And you got to think the guys that the Dodgers have up now: Seager, Bellinger. Um, why am I drawing a blank on everybody? Of course, when the spotlight's on Max Muncy. <laughs> Muncy. Well, he was brought in, but what I'm talking about Same is, thing, is the guys. I mean, just a cast off. But but also, you know, known him from from the A's days. Um, right. And then, you know, you got your young guys, you got your Urias and your Dustin May. These Will guys Smith. were all Will Smith. Uh, these guys were all. And then who's uh, Gavin Lux, who's just waiting, ready to go and yeah. will probably produce right away. Uh, and and, who, and who came up yesterday? What's his name? Kiebert? Kiebert. Yep. And yeah, I mean, people don't realize, especially now because he plays for a bad team. He's not getting the exposure. Alex Vertigo was a very good player. They very good. Get, they use heavy at Mookie Betts. Yes, and, and, <laughs> and again, yeah. So, so, mo- point is, majority of those guys homegrown, you know, well drafted, and uh, Farhan knows what he's doing, what he's scouting for in regards to that. But uh, the point is with the Giants, I, I think what what he's doing here, and you can see in the last uh, what he's at two drafts now with the Giants. Yep. He's lo- huh. What was that? Two, yeah. Two drafts. Yep. So he's he's loading up on position, guys. Okay. Contracts are gonna be out in the next couple years. I really see this is a simple cliche, you know, opinion. But Farhan's bringing up position guys through his own farm system. And I really think in two a year or two, he's gonna bring in free agent arms and combine those together. And this team could be I'm not saying, you know, elite, but I think the Giants are going to be competing to get into the playoffs um, by 2022. I really do believe that. I agree. And was it was it two drafts ago? I'm not sure if it was the – I think it was the, the, the Joey Bart draft where – 18, yeah. Yeah. Or eight, 19, I'm sorry. 19, yeah. And they um, – no, wait, Bart, Bart was 18 because last year was 19 and he played for San Jose last year. Yes. But it was Farhan's first draft – Two two years ago, where they took position players, their the first like ten picks, no yes. pitchers, no pitchers, yes. correct. Like I mean, they just loaded up on, on on guys, and I felt like right there he was sending a message to the fans saying, "Hey, you know, when these contracts are up, we're we're gonna have dudes ready to go." 
yeah. or that's or that's at least the plan. I mean, things can happen. They can get traded for bigger pieces. The, of course. the everyday players are homegrown and yeah. will bring in some arms. And there are some big time names. We won't go into it today, but I think really in the off season, um, we'll really jump on to possible guys get brought in, traded for. But um, there's some big names that are going to be free agents uh, pitching wise the next next year or two. Um, and, that, and that's the Giants the, will have money to spend on. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be their, their philosophy. Their philosophy is, and you know they they've changed the dimensions. You know at at, at Oracle, which is I'll Helps. admit now. I'll admit now it's starting to be look like a bit of a hitter's park. <laughs> okay, because I did ask you yeah. that like two weeks ago. I was yeah, like, I said it no. I, it's starting to. It's, it's starting, starting to. The starting A's to. love it. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but but I think their philosophy is, you know, we're going to develop hitters, but we we know, you know, we can get pitchers to come here. Absolutely. With, you know, with that money. Now, we'll see what happens, you know, moving forward, but I think that's that's the end game plan, you know, to just keep developing you know, these these hitters and like, like we were just saying, you know, we want to see him. We want him up. You know, we're, we're eager. We're excited for it. But, you know, he's – they're not even thinking about this year, guys. Like, they're not. And every night you you hop on Twitter and all these people are just ranting and, you know, all caps, you know. Bitching. Fire far on. Fire cap. Or <laughs> what the fuck am I watching? And I think that, too, sometimes when I watch the Giants. But at least, like, I, I, told, I told one of these kids the, the other night – on there Kids. like yeah and i'm like hey <laughs> you have when you're the fan of an awful team you have and, and you know that you have to meet them halfway you can't you can't be like okay i know they suck but i expect them to play well they don't fucking make, they make no fucking sense and, and a lot of that does play into um what i call 2010 fans they're spoiled so well, yeah. you know the newer fans win, that have, right? the newer fans that have been around for ten, maybe eleven years, um, you know they they got really spoiled right off the bat, and uh, you know they're going on their well sixteen they were they were still good made made wild card almost beat the Cubs that year they won they were the real series, good that but, year they just sucked yeah. second half but this is the fourth year in a row where they've struggled yeah. they're not good at all um, and so yeah fans are impatient and well you know. Robbie and I have said this for quite a few years now um, since they won their third, even, even their first, but, but namely their third is uh, you know, we're, we're spoiled. We only wanted to see one world series title in our lifetime. We've gotten to scene three and what are they doing? Rob, they're still paying the piper. They are. That's okay. And and, I mean, (laughs) it's, it sucks because you kind of know, you know, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, of course, but when you gather this following and and all these, you know, I hate to call them all band, bandwagon fans because that's that's what happens when you win. You get more fans. All, and most fans are bandwagon fans. Sure, most they, they are. Yeah, let's, okay, let's be real. They are. But but yeah, like when you are selling all these panda hats and all these baby giraffe hats and this and that and you know let Timmy smoke shirts and like you, <laughs> you, I mean you are I mean. They became such you know such a brand, and and that's that's what happens when you win all these championships. And so, of course, when when they're sitting around that little table that I assume they all sit at, when they're talking about contracts, they're like, "Well, look at what this guy's done. The fans love him. Like, are we really not going to pay this guy for 
what he's done, even though to- they, they they pay for the Giants got got in trouble paying guys for what they did and not what they're going to do. To do, yeah, and you yes. have to factor that and in. The, as well. And that's a that's a huge issue, and not not just the Giants. I mean, every team does that when when they, when they win championships, unless it's the Patriots. But I'll, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but I I, I want to sum up because I I do want to move on because we're going long here. But let's sum up Farhan here. Two years ago, when uh, Bobby Evans um, was let go. And they brought in Farhan. I don't have the exact ranking in front of you, but we know that the Giants' farm system was currently last, 27, 28, 29, Whoa. 30, somewhere in there. They were in the bottom five for sure. Um, as of today, according to MLB.com, the Giants ranked 10th in the farm system. That's good. That is all Farhan. Yeah. All Farhan. All Farhan. So, right. Just, just be patient. And there's it's a been, lot of guys in the lower A sector right now that are going to continue to improve and get better. This will be possibly a top five to seven farm system next year. We hope. Yes. So moving on, uh, kind of the last part of our uh, State of the Union um, that we're going to discuss is, the, the tra- like Robbie kind of prefaced, the trade deadline's coming up uh, two weeks from today, actually. Um, it's weird because it's like you get yeah. five weeks into the season, boom, trade deadline. Yeah. Nobody knows what's going to happen. It's weird. Um, I also want to say this earlier. Uh, when it comes to money and contracts and, and all those things, baseball is the most complex sport, I would say, when it comes to contracts. Yeah. Um, so we could go into that stuff. I think in a normal year that would be easier to discuss as Robbie's drinking his second di- different beer now. Uh, what, what are you drinking real quick, Rob? What, what do you got? Oh, this is a Sierra Nevada tropical torpedo. Mm. Nice. Nice. You know, Sierra Nevada. Good choice. Just getting in the mood for tonight's game. <laughs> um, but yeah, I kind of want to talk on the current roster in, in, and again, I, I talked about this off here. We don't have to go over every player, but I think there are some, some certain guys that I do want to discuss, um, you know, and I think we should start off with, I would, I would say the old guys, quote unquote, who have been around for a while or have been brought back, you know, Pablo Pence, guys like that. Um, I want to start off with, uh, An interesting one because we're kind of mixed on him. I think at least I am about like production. He's still, he's still not a bad player, but he is a lot of money and that's Evan Longoria. Um, So obviously traded for a couple years ago, he's making 15 this year, 18, five next year, 19, five in 2022 and he'll be 36. And then there's a club option in 2023 for 13 mil, which I'd say there's a very good chance that he's either traded or not welcome back by that season. Tanner Bobby um, Evans. Yeah. So, and, and that was the trade where we, we got rid of Arroyo too, right? Our, yeah, our, which wasn't Christian a huge Ross, loss, yeah. but still, I mean, this, yeah. I mean this, is, this is not worth it. Like, no, it's crap. So, thoughts on Evan Longoria moving forward real quick. Is he around through the – obviously, he's, he's probably going to be here through 2022. Um, right. Club option 23. Thoughts on Longoria real quick. Well, you know, I don't think it really matters how well he plays – like there's just no, I mean, unless, you know, the Farhan got the Braves to eat all of Mark Melanson's salary last year. I don't know how he did that. We'll never know. He's pitching well right now. Uh, that's not good for him, honestly. But I mean, <laughs> but, but, yeah. that, but that contract was just disgusting. Awful, awful. And he somehow got the Braves to take that. And 
you know, and Longoria has never been bad. He's just been, he's been hurt. But that's what happens when you got older guys up in there who have Longoria has been playing since since we were in high school. He was a rookie when we were in high school. Like that, that that's how long. Yep. And rookie of the year, our senior year. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And so yeah, I, I think he's that's one of those guys right now and moving forward that he's he's just gonna be there and he's making so much money and he's again he's not bad, but. He, we're just gonna kind of have to assume he's there like unless something weird happens i agree he's he's gonna be there i don't think they're gonna be able to move him um unless it's it's maybe in 2022 and he's uh, having maybe. an okay year and he can yeah. maybe go dh for someone somewhere for a contender um yeah but yeah Agree on Longoria. Uh, next one of the old guys. I, you know, I'm not even going to talk about Pence and Sandoval because they're not making anything. So they, and they won't really, be here either. You they know won't they're, be here. You know next they're year. gone. Yeah. Yeah. I, it wouldn't surprise me if Hunter Pence retires after this year, to be honest. Yeah. I think, um, I think that's, I think Pablo still continues to play, um, you know, for cheap somewhere. Maybe DHS is a, you know, a spot start guy, even though it's a pitcher's term. But um, yeah. Brandon Crawford. Uh, fifteen point two this year, fifteen point two next year. Uh, here's what a lot of people don't know: he's got a full no trade clause, and I don't know if that really matters. Like, would he consider that? He's been here a long time. San Francisco's home. He's a Bay Area guy. Um, so uh, in case you don't know, and that's fine. A full tro- no trade clause means you could be accepted in a trade with any team in baseball. And if Brandon Crawford says, nope, I don't want to go there, the trade is void, straight up. Um, So he's on the books for quite a bit of money through next year. He would be an unrestricted free agent in 2022. Brandon Crawford, obviously going to be here the rest of this year. Is he going to be here the rest of next year and or beyond? I think he will. But I don't think it's going to be because of lack of effort on Barhan and Scott Harris as part of trying to move him. Because I mean, there's there's a lot of dudes coming through right now, for, you know, you know, for, for the Giants, and I just don't. He's he can barely play against righties. Like it's hard to watch him play, and I don't know. Like maybe you know they can maybe coerce him or is the is that the right word in a, in a retirement <laughs> at, at the end of this year like I don't know if it's if it's legal or you know or, or what but if they can almost pay him to go away but if they don't do that I just I don't see him le- leaving the Bay Area because like you just said it's it's fully his call and I at this point who would really who would really want him and the thing is, is, and I agree, I, I don't think that – I don't even throw him into the Longoria category for me personally, which is, hey, maybe at the deadline of the last year of his guaranteed co- – the contract, he can maybe go to a contender or whatever. I, I just don't see anybody wanting to take – what does Crawford provide now? He can't hit anymore. He was never a great hitter anyways. He had a little no. spurt a few years ago where he became he a respectable little, hitter. He had a little power. He's known for his glove. His gloves, it's just above average now. He used to be you can consider for four or five years the best shortstop in baseball defensively. Because he was. And yeah, and he's not anymore. So what does he provide? He's 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 quiet. I hate this term. He's probably a great locker room guy. Um, probably a great teammate. Who knows if because he's 33 right now, so he's obviously on the downtrend. 
Um, and, you know, the, the thing with the Giants, too, which sucks is, and he's still in the lower part, but when you think of the guys in the farm system, the, many people think of Joey Bart. They think of Elliot Ramos, um, Hunter Bishop, like you just said. Patrick Bailey. But in a, Patrick Bailey, the guy they just drafted, who's, who's a catcher, um, you know, when Joey Bart probably moves the first in a couple of years. Yep. Um, but in a lot of rankings, the number one Giants prospect is Marco Luciano. Marco and Luciano. He's a, He's, he's a, a shortstop. Kid, and he's a kid, he, too. He is. He is. Uh, it, but he's a shortstop, and he is projected to be a really good baseball player. I won't go into details he's got, here. He's got that A-Rod um, build to him. Like, he's, he's going to be a big shortstop. Yeah. If and when uh, that happens. A, a Carlos Correa. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, Omar. Yeah. So, you know, there's no way he's, he's going to be here after – next year speaking no, of Crawford impossible. um but I do I th- I agree he's he's here through next year there's not gonna they're not gonna be able to move him um I can see him being signed to a one-year deal in 2022 to and get an invite to spring training and try and you know make a team somewhere and spot start again right. I use that term but the, o- the yeah. only hope the, the only hope w- would be if a guy like you know if like Glaber Torres or a guy like that oh. got got hurt sure right and they want the an deadline. old reliable guy that yeah, you know who's you're gonna get yeah or like D, you know dd gregorius on philly Plus, you, you know, know somebody like somebody like it. that gosh dang it rob because you know crawford's left-handed you put him in the little box in new york you know maybe he can pop out 10 to 15 home and just play out his contract you know the rest of the yeah. year i mean that's the only way that's really the only I, way i i agree i 100 agree um so the last of i would say this this core group that we're talking about i know longoria wasn't here for the world series years but we're gonna talk about our favorite player brandon belt and obviously i mean that sarcastically yeah. uh belt making 17.2 this year 17.2 next year uh but he is a free agent in 2022 so you know i, I will say this he's 32 now i feel like if bobby evans was still around the giants would find a way to keep Brandon belt around for another, like two years after the end of this contract. I, that's just me. Thank God. He's I not would hope not. Thank God. He's not well, right. Farhan, uh, obviously takes pride in his farm system. You know, mm-hmm. um, we still have that guy named, uh, is Chris Shaw still down there? Somewhere? <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, I think he's in the uh, Sacramento, um, you the know, training camp. Yeah, yeah, alternate site league association of America or whatever it is. <laughs> I, I don't but, know. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> but the thing is too is uh, now now here's here's my opinion on this. Unlike Crawford, Belt does not have a uh, he's got a modified no trade clause. I don't know the list. I don't even think I could bring it up here of the teams that he uh, you know Belt's, says hey you're not trading me there. Belt special list. Yeah, but um, which I don't even know why he has a uh, modified no trade clause. Clause, but now Belt, I can see possibly getting moved next year. I can see this happening. Um, Seventeen point two next year. So by the time the deadline comes, I mean you're paying a little less than half of that. So you you'd be getting Brandon Belt services for under seven mil for the rest of the year, which is not a ton of money. Here's the thing. He's always had a pretty darn good glove sure. over at first base. Always. He can yeah, play I, first base. No doubt about it. 
another good thing is, and obviously it's it's not consistent. He belts one of the more streaky guys we've ever seen, but he can hit for power. Yeah, you say that um, again. <laughs> but you know, kind of like you just said with Crawford, but you know, someone gets hurt on the Yankees or the Phillies or uh, somebody good. You somebody know, good gets hurt. Yeah, it's, uh, um, on a good team. Yeah, that's exactly what I meant. Sorry. Uh, I could see Brandon Belt maybe get moved to the deadline next year um, for, for to a contender and and playing out the rest of the year and and maybe trying to to get another year extension or something with him because he is a free agent twenty twenty two. What do you think of Brandon Belt? Well, same thing. Like I don't think he's gonna be gone unless something along those lines happens. But the one team I, I've I've had circled for the last few years and that's because they haven't really addressed first base in a while you know they've kind of been plugging dudes in there like for instance daniel murphy's playing there now is the colorado rockies Oof. yeah Be- because if dale murphy has been hurt quite a bit in his career we know this and if something were to happen to him i mean i'm not i'm not hoping he gets hurt or anything but like if he got hurt like tomorrow or if it's for the deadline, like what if I'm far on, I'm I'm calling a team like like the Rockies, who has plenty of pop. I mean, they 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 don't need his pop. He can hit six and they're playing well this year. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So now they're matters. They're yeah. good. Yeah. And if they if they lose Daniel Murphy, you know, would they be willing to take on Belt for a year and a half? You know? And because if, if Murphy gets hurt again, who who knows if you know if he'll even come back after that because i mean he's been he's been through through the grinder but it's got it's got to be a team a team like that you know i don't think i don't think he would thrive in wrigley i don't think i mean i'm saying if guys got hurt you know and a desperate team needed a first baseman because i guarantee you farhan is the type of guy he's looking at that shit and okay yeah anthony rizzo or you know reese hoskins or somebody like that gets hurt Freddie Freeman gets hurt. And I thought the Braves with Freddie I'm Freeman. I'm like, oh, too. shit. Okay, yeah, let's – hey, you know, Belt only has a year and a half left on his contract. You know, I don't know what you guys think of this year, but this could be your only chance and pull those Jedi mind tricks that he did last year. Like, something something like that would have to happen for Belt to get shipped because I, I don't even think, other than his experience and his glove and his streaky power, as you so eloquently put it <laughs> – is I don't think anybody looks at him, really. I think he is just uh, he's forgotten, and he's pretty much a lost cause at this point in San Francisco. Yeah, well, and in in regards to, and we'll move on in a sec. But in regards to the Rockies, um, interdivision team. So I mean, and those it's are right. rare. Those are rare moves. I know we wouldn't care. I mean, care I'm just him. saying um, <laughs> that'd be interesting. I. I uh, obviously you and I would trade belt for a bucket of nickels, but, uh, but two, if, if they were, and again, I, I think it's, I'd say there's a 50, 50 chance next year by the deadline that belt does get moved. I'd say by, maybe by next this year, year could happen this year. There's maybe a 10% chance. Like something um, would have to happen. That's what I'm saying. Something would have yes, to happen because, because you are taking on 17.2 next year and then prorated this year, which is, I don't know, a few mil, but, um, 
it would be interesting because the Giants do have uh, alt- alternative options at first base this year. They could put Flores there. He's played there, even though he made a great play the other night, not tagging the bag and then, you know, not get the guy second. Uh, but Darren Ruff could play first. Uh, Pablo could play first. So they have, they again, have options there. And again, what is – for the Giants standpoint, I mean, what does this year even matter? It doesn't. Nothing. nothing. So, so that, It goes that, back to what you said about um, – fan favorites and not ours obviously but belt's been around for this is i think his 10th full year he's got two um, rings yeah I'll he's got two, rings. got two it rings it would be a lot of people a lot of just pure you know recent new giants fans that aren't like everyday followers they would be upset and losing brandon belt but that's like the only negative i can think from a franchise uh perspective so yeah, i mean you can only ride out that 18th inning home run in washington for so long yeah you know i mean it was great and i will never <laughs> i will never get it i wouldn't fucking nuts but <laughs> uh, you know you just gotta and, and that's that's why I, I like about Farhan you know I think Farhan can convince a team if, if it were to happen you know well you know there's no time like the president you know how do you know you're gonna be in this position again next year and hell I think that's that's the type of shit he pulled last year on the Braves I really do and the Brewers about uh, Pomerantz yeah. you know yeah, oh, true, true. yeah I, I really think he because I don't know how he pulled those trades off, especially with Melanson's salary. I, I will never – I wish I was there, but I don't know. Interesting. Uh, um, well, there's, there's a couple more that I, I could go through, but um, one – and I won't even go into this. I'll just touch it. Um, Samarja, obviously, when, when they signed him, I, wasn't, I was not thrilled at all. He's done after this year. His contract is he won't be back straight up he's back i'd be shocked and then i'll take everything nice back i said about farhan um, <laughs> now now here's an interesting piece and i think this will cause some spark maybe some controversy on twitter which is great because i love the interaction with other people um donovan solano donny barrels donny barrels i almost yeah. screwed that up sorry um 32 years old uh, had his what, 16, 17, 16 game hitting streak ended yesterday. Right. Hitting still over 400. Having a great right. year. Yeah. Uh, he's making 1.3 this year, which is nothing. Nothing. Not, not great on defense, but he's become a, a, an everyday bat. Um, that's mm-hmm. been enjoyable to watch. Um, sure. He's arbitration eligible for the third level this next year. And then he's an undrafted or undrafted. Uh, unrestricted free agent in 2022 so right basically if he's here through the rest of the year probably be back next year probably but you would um, assume but yeah yeah the whole and and again it's like i said the whole baseball contract numbers thing is weird because and you can go into levels and levels into the weeds about arbitration process Um, yeah you can't yeah you can (laughs) i would love to see and here's the controversial part I would love to see Donovan and Solano get moved in the next two weeks. I want to see the Giants trade him. No, um, see, I don't think it's controversial. Of course you don't, because you and I agree on a lot of things. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, but again, it goes down. It's controversial to, and it's like I just said on the last one, the fans that are, that are newer, they're younger or whatever, and they're like, hey, this is all I've seen from Donovan Solano is this year. Or he even hit some last year for the Giants. Not bad. Yeah, and one, so one terrible, they're like, yeah. They're like, why would you trade a guy that's producing? Well, 
Robbie, why would you trade a 32-year-old that's producing and he's not getting paid much right now? Because he will never get better than what he is right now. I mean, he's at his peak. I mean, and even he would probably tell you that. He's liking your Instagram post because you got happy about him one night. You know? Like, that's where he's at in his career. And a team like – what's a – I'm trying to think of second baseman right now. I should have wrote this shit down. But, like, who's playing second base right now for, like, the Twins? I have one. Yeah. I have one ready. Huh. The Oakland A's. Sure. There you go. Tony Kemp. Yeah. I like Tony Kemp, but he's a, he's a bench guy. Yeah. Like now insert Donovan Solano having a career year into the A's lineup, which in like course, seventh or eighth, which of course got going for the giants this last weekend it, because sure. it's a great lineup. Robbie and I love the A's. I think they're world series contenders. I think Robbie does too. Um, yeah. Insert Donovan Solano into the A's lineup. Hitting seventh or eighth. Yeah. yeah, down not, at the bottom, not third or second or no, fifth or fifth, like not in a prime spot, just just lurking he, at the bottom right now. He's gonna get fastballs. He's gonna get fastballs. Yes, and that's that's why. Yeah, I'm now I'm pissed. I didn't write down team second basins right now because I can't <laughs> win. But yeah, like a team like the Twins or the A's, you know, teams like that, you know, or maybe like the maybe maybe the Cubs. I mean, I don't know, but I'm just throwing them out there now, but. Yeah, I mean, and like Farhan will have to do, you know, like like I've been saying, you got to convince these teams that, you know, there's there's no time like the president, you know, and, you know, we're willing to give you this and, you know, he's going to extend your your lineup by, by this much and he's going to give this guy better pitches to hit and this guy better pitches to hit. And you got to be able to portray that and, you know, to other GMs. And I think Farhan can do that. And because he's, there's no point in keeping him around here. There just isn't. Yeah, and I think, and and I, I know we haven't gone too much into numbers on this, which is in in this episode, which is fine. But he he's got a point six win above replacements rating right now, which mm-hmm. um, is a war. If you don't know what that is, that's a war. Yep. Um, yeah. So, which is it's not horrible. The thing is, his defense hurts hurts his war there, but offensively. Um, you know, he's been as good as almost anybody this year. So but his, his natural position is second base. The Giants have correct. played him at third a lot this year, and he sucks at true, third. True. So he's horrible. That's, that's very true. But, yeah, guy's still hitting 403. He's got 15 ribbies, which he slowed down recently, but still a good number through this point. Um, 29 hits in, in 19 games. The dude can hit. And, uh, and he's controlled through next year, like you said. Correct. And so 32 years old. Um, I guess you could say for him, he's he's still in his prime. So, yeah, I would love to see the Giants um, be able to move Dom Solano. And you know what? What would it take? If you gave us a middle-of-the-road prospect that maybe has a high ceiling but it's not guaranteed, you know, like like what they did with Billy Hamilton going to get a Jordan Humphreys, sure, whatever, I'll take it. Yeah. and, and, and Give me all the point, young guys. At this point, you know, everything's negotiable. You know, the Giants don't have – outside of their horrible contracts that they got, they're not chaining any of these guys. Like, I mean, if we wanted to, we had the time, I mean, we could debate trading Yastrzemski and guys like that. You, you, we you really could. Which contractually, and we've really discussed could. this already, but it makes no sense to trade Mike Yastrzemski right now. You no. don't need to. No, you don't need to. But you <laughs> He's could. not arbitration eligible for a couple of years because he wasn't up until last year. Right. So. Yeah, you could um, though, you know, because the team's horrible and he, you know, he's an older prospect. But, like, I don't know if you have Johnny Cueto on, on your list there, but, 
here's the I mean, thing. I, I didn't even make a list. I've just been going off of guys that interest me, possible moves. And I do have – I have two more that I remember in the back of my head. And I know we're going long now, but I don't care. Um, I, we'll, we'll go to him next. I was going to save him for last, but let's talk Johnny Cueto. Okay. okay? Um, let, me, let me get his uh, specific – uh, numbers here. Okay. He's 34 years old. He's had a pretty darn good career. Um, oh yeah. His numbers this year, they don't look fantastic, but he's, he's, he's been good. He's been good. I mean, Johnny Cueto can still start in major leagues. Um, yes. here's the thing. He's getting paid 21 mil this year, which it's prorated. So whatever that is this year, but next year, 21 mil again. And then in 2022, he has a club option for $22 million. Um, here's the thing. If, if the, I truly think that a team that is missing a number three starter, and, and that could be uh, any content. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. I'll give you – you're better at this than I am. But I truly think – and I, I got into a good conversation with our buddy Chris Steven on Twitter yesterday. Great Shout basketball out. coach, by the way. One of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. Go Cougars. Um, relax. Anyway. <laughs> hey. I'm kidding. No, no, no. Lo- love Chris. Great guy. Great coach. Um, but we started talking about the Giants and, and moving forward. And I brought up Johnny, Johnny Cueto, and he said, you really think that they can move him? I said, I absolutely think that Johnny yeah, Cueto could be available at this trade deadline, even though he's got one more year of guaranteed pay under his contract. I'm talking about, I'm talking. Um, I think personally that Johnny Cueto should be the giants number one piece that they could move this year because of what he still can do. He, I think if you trade him to a team, like I said, he could be a, a, a great number three, maybe even a two on some teams. I think, he um, be a two. Yeah. The way the game um, was played now, he could be a two. He's under contract through next year. He'd be 35, but if he stays healthy, he stays healthy, you're guaranteed a, a, a pretty damn good starter through next yes. year. And then, hey, he pitches great again next year. You could either move him again or in 2022, he's got that club option you could pick up. Right. Probably not going to pay a 36-year-old $22 million. Um, that's, you know, who knows how he's going to be thrown at the time. But anyways. I would love to see if the Giants – because I – and I said this to Chris. I think depending on the team, I think the Giants could get like a third to fifth ranked prospect in an organization for Johnny Cueto. That may be high, but I think it depends on who he's going to. If he goes to, you know, a team that is competing but has a great farm system, like like it sucks because they're, they're in a division, I doubt it. But, dude, if you traded him to like the Padres – the Padres, huh? Use another, star- use another starter, um, but they have plenty of depth still in that farm system. I think we could yank one of their, maybe not top guy, but one of their top guys. Okay. Twins, too. Maybe the Twins. They oh, need okay. an arm. And that's a team that uh, is, you know, ready probably to contend this year. Um, I'm, I don't think they will, but they could. If they got to the World Series, it wouldn't surprise me. And right. and, and I've said, I think you said it, um, if the Twins got a starter and or added more to the pen, mm-hmm. that team could contend right now. And another year under control, maybe the Twins for Johnny Cueto. What do you think? Well, I, I like the Twins because we had talked about it earlier. 
and it's about the way the game is played now. Like, I mean, Cueto has been lights out through five through six. All, I mean, for almost all the stars except the one in Colorado, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, he's been he's been excellent. And and that's the way the game's played now. You know, I and Cueto don't like it from what we've been what we've been told, what we've heard. He don't like the pitch count. Like, I'm still good, I can keep going. But I mean he probably wants out anyways. Yeah. Well, I was gonna get to that. I mean, who the hell wants right, to play sorry, for a sorry. bad why would a great pitcher want to play for a bad team? But yeah, anyway, like you wanna talk about what the twins are doing. Like they got the Ridge Heels and the Kenta Maedas of the world right now, and that's all they do. I mean, that's the plan with those guys. Throw five. Just throw, get to the six. Throw yeah. six. You know, that you know, that Dobnik guy they called up, that's what he's doing. You know, outside outside of Jose Barrios, you know, that's what they're doing. And the other team that well, actually I have two other teams, but the team I, I talked about a couple weeks ago, and I think Farhan can, could possibly fleece this team. Yeah, you're talking th- third through fifth ranked prospect in that area. I think the team they could do that with would be the Cubs because the Cubs are they're on that cusp right now to where they, they got their core guys, they're hanging on, you know, they're starting pitchings, eh, you know, like you drivers having a great year. Hendricks, yeah. Al Gamilis has had a hot start, but you can't really re- rely on that. That's where I think he would fit in great. And John Lester, no, I can't forget about John Lester. Yeah. But, but yeah, like that team has the farm to, and Farhan can maybe convince them that he, he is the, you know, the key if, when they get into a, into a best of seven, best of five series, you know, like you put Cueto in there with Hendricks and a hot Darvish or even a Lester. I mean, that's four very, very good starters. Yep. And for a team like you said that um, they're kind of in an in an odd spot because you know they're they have their guys they have their guys like Bryant and Rizzo and Schwarber Baez. but you know but I Bias is going to be their dude going for they're going to invest in long term right. if right. they already have and I forgot his current contract but right. but yeah the you know they have their core like you said they're kind of in they are they're in limbo and they've I think the Cubs have kind of overachieved this year but I'm kind of bought into them where I think that maybe they could compete especially the Brewers are just now starting to play okay um the Cubs could win that division and and who knows if they add another arm to that experienced lineup that could be a huge boost in them actually you know maybe winning an NL pennant right and 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 the, the other team who I didn't really factor in at the beginning of the year, but after Soroka went down, the Braves, mm, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. huge. That, that's a, that's a tough park for any pitcher, but I mean, I don't see Max Freed being your uh, top line starter when it's time to go. That's all. Or maybe he is, but you need a solid number two, if that's the case. And the Braves, the eighth eighth ranked uh, farm system right now. That's, that's what I'm talking. what I'm talking yeah. about right there. So they have the young dudes to do it. So it's possible. That's, that's by far been my most fun uh, player to talk about, Johnny Cueto, because I think oh, the op- so many options. The options there for the Giants in particular could be really good, especially moving forward if they were bringing a young guy to go with their already young guys. That and, and that could be the move. That puts them into the top five rankings for for a farm system. Right. So didn't even mention the Yankees. Didn't even mention them. Yeah. They could. Um, they, could they could afford him. The last guy I want to talk about, and this is kind of a wild card. And again, I know we're going long, but I really wanted to get your thoughts on Kevin Gosman. Uh, Twenty nine mm-hmm. years old. Yeah. Um, 
Throwing his ERA well. is not great. Four two one. It's okay. It's kind of about his career average. He's been like a four ERA guy. But um, thirty four strikeouts, five walks. He's thrown strikes. Right. He's he's healthy right now. He's throwing hard right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, he's he's he. I feel like he's been around forever, but he's only twenty nine. So he's in his prime right now. And a he was very, an Oriole for a while. That's why he, he, he was. That's why you kind of losing the shuffle a little bit. Very straightforward, simple contract. The Giants signed him one year this year, nine million dollars. Um, I I don't know if you want to go first, but I have my yeah. thoughts on this, and it would wrap it up quick. Um, so okay. I'll let you go ahead with Kevin Gosman. Okay. Well, my basis on this is the Giants aren't very good, so they have a guy right now who is valued as an asset to a good team and we're just talking right now this is the best he's ever looked i'm not saying you just give him away just to get a, get a jordan humphrey type prospect because <laughs> i'm not doing that yeah with him because like you say he's only 29 but dude that that fool's on the table right now he is he is a chip in all these teams that need pitching because when you have a guy who that we can clearly see is overachieving or c- compared to what he's done before. Sure. I mean, he is overachieving to what our expectations like, like he's throwing the ball hard. He had 11 strikeouts Saturday night. I guess the A's I know the, I know the league strikes out now like crazy, but man, like that was it's a lot of strikeouts. That's a lot of strikeouts in five and two thirds or whatever the hell he threw. So yeah, 11, I mean, 11.9 strikeouts per nine innings right now for, that's, for Gosman. That's really good. Really, really good. good. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't – I'm not saying you just give him away because uh, we suck and that's what we're doing. But, no, he, you, you put him on the table, though. Like, if somebody, if somebody calls you about Gosman, you don't hang up. You know, you, you take that call and because the, the, te- the team in the American League, and he's pitching them in the American League, is that – is the, the Indians. The Indians are, are, are the team that teams know they have to match up with, pitching-wise. Yeah. That's, why, that's why throughout the Yankees a minute ago. Yeah. You know, the, the Indians got, got pitchers for days. And so I can see a team in the American League thinking, we, you know, we need another arm, even if he's just a three or even a four in their eyes. But if Kevin Gossman is, you know, is your three or four the way he's pitching right now, I mean, you're looking – pretty good in in a best of seven so i mean we're talking yeah the a's the twins the rays you know the yankees you know those those are teams that are gonna have to compete with the indians in a in a best of seven so yeah but you 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 gotta do your uh, due diligence about about the farm system everything and make sure you're not getting you're not getting lowballed Here's here's my thing. I I agree. You listen, and this may be our first disagreement. I think here on on the podcast. Um, now hear me out. Hear me out on this. I am not saying the Giants need to make Kevin Gossman a long term priority. I'm not. Mm-hmm. But I think in, in in what I said earlier with. With the with the realization of and the belief in Farhan's bringing up everyday players, I think he's going to go sign arms, especially like the pre-mentioned, you know, big contracts are going to be gone. Samars is off the books next year. Right. Um, what if they move Johnny Cueto? He's off the books next year. Um, 
I really think the Giants, first of all, they should not just let Gosman go for nothing. Um, no, no, that's the last thing you can do. That's the worst thing you can do. But here's, scenario. here's where I disagree with you. I think they should prioritize in bringing him back next year. Like make um, that top priority? One of them. One of them. And, and here's, my, here's my thing. And like I said, this is why, hear me out. I think Kevin Gosman, if he continues to pitch, and again, he hasn't been, we're not saying he's been the best pitcher in baseball, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's been good. 29 years old. I look forward to his starts. Exactly. I think (laughs) if, I think he's worth like three years, 45 million. If the Giants can give him 15 million a year, and you you bring in new arms, like even you bring in one big name arm in a in a middle of the road arm in the next two years, and say Logan Webb pans out, and he ends up being a pretty damn good starter. Uh-huh. Kevin Man. Gosman could be your four starter for fifteen million a year, and because I I don't think that anybody's I don't know I just think his trade value is still eh right now because of maybe his past. it is eh. But I would like to see the Giants hold on to Gosman for, for maybe a three-year deal um, and, and be part of the rotation the next few years. I'm not saying go give him five or six years, but maybe three with a club option in the fourth or something like that because you're getting him in his prime right now. Um, I think he stayed healthy pretty much for the most of his career. So mm-hmm. I, I, say, I say invest in Kevin Gosman. Well, I mean, it, it's worth, you know, discussing and talking about because if there if there is if there is one downfall to the Giants farm system right now it, it is starting it's, pitch. All, it's arms and and it's not bad like Seth Corey's a lefty you know and you know he, he's come up and Sean Hagelli who's like six what I think I had it here a second ago yeah he, dude that dude's 6'11 yeah. you know I mean so they they got you know some interesting prospects down there but no, like he would have to for me. Like he would have to c- continue, you know, what he's doing the rest of the way to to sit down and, and make that that kind of that kind of offer when you're a team in 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 a re- in a rebuild mode. Because then then we're thinking, you know, he could maybe pitch this way till he's 32 ish, you know, and three but, years. But it's not. It's not something I would at this point make a top priority because, you know, we just haven't really seen it, you know, sure, you know, you know, to to that extent yet. So no, the, these next six weeks are going to be huge for, for Gosman for sure. But well, shit, the deadline's in two weeks, so these next two starts are huge. I mean, well, oh, what if well, he true, shows out true, again? Well, true. If he's really good and and you know Farhan's phone's ringing off the hook, you know, I'm not saying I'm not saying like you said. I'm not saying you, you answer every phone call on Kevin Gossman and you listen yeah. because someone may, Everybody, really. someone may have smoked a joint that day or it's the Atlanta Braves and they want to, you know, just make they had him last trade. year. <laughs> so they had him was, last yeah. year. So yeah, yeah I mean, they, they want to bring him back and there's your arm that could maybe push them back over the top and they make a run in, in October. But yeah, I like Kevin Gosman. I, I I would like to see if the Giants can maybe hold on to him for a few. Years. Hey, if, if he keeps doing what, what he what he's doing right now, then yeah, you you sit down with him at, at the end of the year and you're talking. Works but, out. Yeah. But if yeah, if somebody makes you an offer, you really can't refuse here in the next couple couple weeks. I think you gotta you know play the play the odds and let him go. 
Robbie, any closing thoughts on this episode? Um, just sum, sum up your thoughts. <laughs> just, uh, you know, I'm a Sacramento Kings fan. We both are. And Kings. Um, Kings. Kings got <laughs> shout out. But, you know, so I, I've been used to being told, please be patient, please be patient, please be patient. And I'm trying to tell Giants fans this time, especially the ones on Twitter, please be patient because this wasn't going to be the year. It's next year is not going to be the year. It's probably not the year after that to be totally real with you. But guys, I think jury's still out on Kapler. Let's be real. But I think Farhan and Scott Harris really know what they're doing here. And you just got to, you know, for lack of a better phrase, you know, press the process a little bit. You know, I think it's going to, it's going to turn around here, but it's just going to take time. I agree. Be patient. Trust in Farhan. I've, I've done hashtag trust in Farhan a few times in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. His, his resume proves it. Let him continue to build the farm system, bring in arms via free agency. This team can be, I think they could be pretty good in two years. I'm not saying win a division, be better than the Dodgers. I'm not saying compete for World Series. I no. think this could be a wild card contending team in 2022. Get to a 162 game season where they're not playing the Dodgers every other series and the A's and the Rockies and the Padres every other series, literally every other mother series. <laughs> they, they, they are playing these teams. And so, right, I mean, it's just, it's not a, it's not a fair assessment at this point. It's just not. You know, life's, and, not, life's not fair, but this really isn't a fair assessment right now of Farhan and Kapler and these guys. It's just not. Yeah, and with this current season schedule, like you just said, the AL West is no pony show either. Fuck, no, no. <laughs> you got the A's in the Astros. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying – like starting tonight, I, I, I don't think the Angels are, are good at all. In fact, I took uh, money on the under on them this year. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Um, but they have Mike <laughs> Trout. They can go beat you any, any night. Because they have the Giants, let's say that they have they have Mike Trout, they have Anthony Rendon. The Angels are they're bad, but they're not horrible. They're better than the Giants. The Rangers are five hundred. I mean, and then there's uh, the Mariners. But (laughs) the AL West and the NL West, yes, they're two pretty damn good divisions. The Giants happen to be at the bottom echelon of both of them combined. This year was bound to suck with what they have, with who they're playing. Give them a 162-game season next year with, when they're starting to come up on the rebuild. Like I right. said, 2022, I think, is a good year. I think next year maybe they start showing signs. They yeah. beat teams they're supposed to beat. Maybe next year they can aim to be 500. Who knows? Who knows? Um, That's baseball. But, Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. That's the beauty of the game. So, uh, yeah, make sure you're following us on all our social medias. We've gone really long today, but that's fine. Um, for Say Hey Rob, this is Say Hey Doug. Go Giants. Go Giants. Don't be sweat. Every time the chips are done, it's bye-bye, baby. History's in the making at Candlestick Park. Chip 
save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save 